What's up, everyone? Thank you for joining us. Welcome to Elite Fantasy Nation Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Dennis. You can follow me at Fantasy Matt EFN. As usual, joined together with my two bros, man, my two fantasy rider dies. You've got Roger Bailey. You can follow him at the score 606. And Pat Wendelkin, you can follow him at City Squares 136. What's up, boys? Fantasy or football's back, man, and fantasy's back. Both. Week one. Yeah. Right? Best, uh, best time well, of the year. Yeah. Dude, we, week we one. We can get a mulligan. We can get a mulligan on. The there's book. a lot of shit that we could get a mulligan on, and I'm sure. Uh, which we'll get to in injuries here in a minute. I'm sure Aaron Rodgers would like a mulligan on something as well. Pat, how yeah. you doing, man? Good, bro. Was that, was that, was that too week. soon? Was that too soon for a shot at Aaron Rodgers? No, nah, bro. I'm, I'm tired of it already. It's the New York market. It went from the Giants straight to him, and that's it. <laughs> Nothing yeah, but good news over here. Yeah, as everybody knows, uh, Bengals diehard fan but lives in Jersey, so he gets to hear it from... All the New York media and everybody about how amazing the Jets are going to be this year and four snaps in, everything came crashing down. Um, so, yeah, That's guys, right. I mean, how, how, how was your guys' weekend? Did you guys, like, were you all uh, glued to the television? Did you say, fuck it, I'm not going to pay attention to football this week and just, like, live my life, or uh, or were you degenerates? Football. I watched minimal football, to be honest. I started day drinking, and <laughs> it got out of hand. There As it go. usually does. I mean, I worked yeah. a, I worked a ten-hour shift and then I missed everything. So I came in at like three thirty to watch oh. the end of all these miserable games, and that was about it. Fuck. Well, <laughs> now that I'm in some Devi campus can't leagues, I had dual day drinking because I day drank on Saturday because why not? It's college football, and then I woke up Sunday and was like, oh, I'm gonna take it, you know, pretty light on a Sunday. And then we started watching the Bears and decided to start drinking a little <laughs> than I had initially anticipated because the game just went sideways very quickly. Yeah, you had to. You had to. Yeah, you had to take a shot or two or to two. watch Justin Fields or watch the Bears. It's, it's going to be a long season in Chicago. It's. I mean, it's obviously you know being a Bears fan and it's going to be a long season and it's just the nature of the Bears and here we go again. But it's also, I've invested quite a bit in that offense, uh, either through Justin Fields or through DJ Moore. So, uh, yeah, not what, uh, what I was expecting. Although, there's some... I'd ask for a new accountant. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I may need to hire for some people when the bookie comes, but that's that's fair enough. <laughs> Worry, about that. <laughs> Worry about that when I need to. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there was one good, th- good thing that came out of it towards the end, Roshan Johnson, which we can talk about um, later on. Um, I think yeah. he's... You know, he's definitely going to be the shining star. Uh, and even on the broadcast, they're talking about him potentially being taken over as a lead, as literally running back. But we'll get into that here in a minute. Uh, let's start as always, Roger, if you don't mind taking us through the injuries, man. There's quite a few for, for just being week one, man. It, it kind of sucks. There's some some very serious injuries and some season-ending injuries, unfortunately. And then there's some other ones that we just need to be pay, paying attention to over the next week or two. So take it away, man. Yeah, um, you know, we'll start with the two obvious, um, you know, the bigs that I call, I like to call it. Um, J.K. Dobbins, once again, out for the season with an Achilles. Um, Aaron Rodgers, out for the season with an Achilles. Um, we can so talk before, later about the implications. but Yeah, and we'll talk about the implications on Aaron Rodgers, and that, that's fine. But before we go farther, I mean, before we talk about the team implications, those two guys, I mean – J.K. Dobbins and, and Aaron Rodgers. I mean, you know, we, we, we can wait and maybe do a bigger discussion, I guess. But it's like it's almost like is it the end of both of their careers, I guess, is what we need to think about. So uh, let's get through. We'll, and then we can get we'll get Pat's take on it, too. Um, so, yeah, take us through. I don't want to interrupt you. Sorry, man. Yeah, no, no. And then we got the important uh, Deontay Johnson. It looks like he's going to miss a few weeks uh, with a hamstring injury. Um Definitely not good because uh, you spent you know, some good capital on Deontay Johnson. Yes. Uh, Greg Dulcich, again, hamstring issue, something that lingered in the preseason. Uh, it's also a carryover from the same leg, same hamstring as last year. So this is now recurring. Um, so Greg Dulcich, even though he's young, struggling with the same hamstring injury in multiple years. So something to watch. Um, yes, for your never Greg a good Dulcich sign. Cares. Nope. Yeah. 
No, no. And Aaron Jones, uh, he left in the third quarter, um, awaiting updates. Also a hamstring injury. Um, need to wait and see. He's another guy. Who's like, was he? Twenty? I think he's twenty-eight as yeah. a running back. Um, I watch this space. We don't know yet for sure how severe it is, but just something to to contemplate. And he he did blow it off with. at the end of the when the news conference at the very end of the game. He blew it off as like it's not that bad. Nah, he kind of like blew it off. Yeah. So. Whether or not that's him just well, yeah. because they kick the shit out of the Bears or if he's being, you know, truthful as right. far as injury. So Well, Cooper Cup blew it off. He was gonna be ready for week one. Yeah. So just you know, um Julio Jones blew it off three years ago. He's out yeah. of the league. So yeah. uh you know, just um uh well, Jacoby it, Myers. It's also it's also to interject on that real quick too, it's also the next day. It's easy to say like, hey, it doesn't feel that bad and then swelling could easily, you know, be worse overnight, you know, and a couple of days later it could to your point it could linger and actually be worse. So Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. And he's older, you know, at this point. So it's yep. it's just something to monitor. Um, Jacoby Myers, um, awaiting updates, but he got hit really hard in that game after scoring a couple of touchdowns. He's in a concussion protocol. He might miss a week or two. Um, it was a bad hit. He it was a it looks like it might be a bad situation as far as a concussion goes. So just keep an eye out. He had a really great first week. Um Austin Eckler, ankle. Uh this was kind of a surprise to everybody, but he was taken out of the game um we don't know the severity of it yet there's they seem to be holding it close to the vest but we need to watch this because i what you're hearing or make signals like it might be a little more severe than just like oh he sprained his ankle low ankle sprain it's it's just keep an eye on it austin eckler it's a huge loss kenneth gainwell um which is like going to be the popular waiver ad this week um he is in jeopardy of not playing Thursday. Um, he has along with three other, two other Eagles, uh, ribs injuries, a, a ribs injury. So, um, it kind of was a surprise. It, no one knew it during the game, but just something I saw today. Um, just, he may not be playing this week. So just know that if you are picking him up, be, pay attention. Don't just plug him right in for Thursday night. Like make sure that he's actually going to play. Um, and then the old news, but notable, Travis Kelsey still awaiting updates on the knee. Uh, it's very clear that the Chiefs need him. Um, so there's no certainty yet on that he's playing week two. Jerry Judy, same thing. Um, hamstring, jump, we don't know. To jump really quickly back into the Kelsey thing, I was listening to a pod earlier today, and they are saying that um, they are talking about how much blood that they actually drained out of Kelsey's knee um, a day or two later. And, and one of the doctors had basically commented that um, – with that much blood, he's like it's very, very unlikely. You know, and if that's how much blood he actually drained from the from his knee, like basically meaning that's how much his knee is swelling, it's very unlikely that he'd be ready to play this week. Right. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. But yeah, I keep mean, keep yeah, monitoring. Yeah. I mean, obviously, we don't. I'm not a doctor. I'm not pretending to be one. So. And dude, the pain yeah. when you drain a knee is insane. By the way, bro, that is yeah. no joke. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we don't know. We, you know, they feared it was an ACL, so uh, you know, if it's, <laughs> it's swelling that bad, it might be more. You know, it's not just a bone bruise; it's something. Yep. A little more. There's something going on in there. Substantial. And he's also yeah, older so he, too. Going back to age, he's also an older. Yeah, you know, that was also 30, the talk coming into this year. Yeah, thirty-two, like, thirty-three. Yep. So he's getting up there. Like, can he sustain a whole entire season? So. Right. Right. Um. You know, and you got Mark Andrews. Um. Still dealing with a quad injury. I think. They sound pretty optimistic. He may be there for week two, but again, monitor. We watched this happen with Andrews last year. Um, sometimes coaches are just optimistic. Kendra Miller awaiting updates. I don't think this really matters, but just an old one. Just keep it in mind. Like it's Jamal Williams might be a great pickup if he's still not on a roster in your league. Um, he got all the work. He got seventy five percent of the snaps. Seventy five. He didn't look great though. Yeah, he, <laughs> he well, did not look great. No, he he didn't. But you know, Joshua Kelly hasn't looked great for three years, and Fair. people are yeah. going to re- reference him as a he's a running back that you can hit a ball to. Exactly. So you know, the volume is king. Um, you know, Cooper Cup on IR. So he's on IR, but it's a hamstring injury at 30, 31, 30, 30 years old. DJ Shark, same thing, hamstring, no updates. Uh, Carolina could use a stretcher. Um, who knows? Christian Watson, hamstring, still waiting updates. Pat Fryermuth, chest, um, pay attention to that. You may need to make plans for another tight end because you definitely drafted Fryermuth. You didn't just pick him up. Right. That's it, huh? All of that. I mean, that's that's one hell of a laundry list for week one. 
Well, that's all who matters. I didn't go through like the. No, I, I mean, you know, yes, of course, of course. I you mean, did Dobbins, right? You had a, I had to put JK. In oh, there, right? yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That, that was that was the first one. So we're we're gonna go back to that. We wanted to, for you to come back. So okay, no let's problem. Let's let's go back to JK Dobbins and Aaron Rodgers. Both. Uh, we'll start with JK Dobbins. I mean, poor poor kid has had you know two years ago during uh, training camp preseason, uh, he blew out his knee. Spent all last year trying to come back from that. Didn't look great. Was coming back. Said he was great. Then had to like sit for weeks. You know, what, what was I think six more weeks in order to get healthier. Then they started right. playing. Uh, sit, you know, unfortunately does it again. You know, Achilles this time. So, but still leg injury, major leg injury. I mean, he's, in, he's still on his rookie contract. He was also, you know, kind of one of the running backs during the offseason that was talking about how running backs should be getting paid more. He was uh, positioning himself for a bigger contract. Was kind of going after the team for to resign him, and then this happens. I mean, real perspective on dynasty perspective on you have J.K. Dobbins. What are you doing with him? And what do you think the future out- outlook looks like for him? And then we'll go to Aaron Rodgers here in a second because I think I think both of them are tied together. In my opinion, like I think both of them could be, you know, problematic for for their careers and where it goes from here. So I'll, I'll go to you first, Pat. Uh, Dobbins. I I mean, man, I. I would say it's a super slim chance. I, I don't see much more of a future for him. He's been through hell and back, and dude, it's a it's you're never the him. same, bro. You just you after any major surgery or any major break, pull strain like that, like it's super hard. And now he's coming back and have to do it all over again. And then Achilles, to, where go, it's like that's where your yeah. burst is coming from. Is from the back of your. I mean, all that torque that goes off these people's legs and muscles, yep. and they're making these moves, jump stops, turn. I mean, forget it, bro. Just maybe go into coaching or do something. Don't kill yourself all the way, bro. At least halfway be there. And so, so, mean, fa- so dynasty, so fantasy talk, dynasty. Are you are you holding on? Dynasty? Are you are you just like shelving him to I, see like what I'll, happens next year? Or are you just saying fuck it? He's gonna go to the he's gonna go to the the wash pile. If you need. If you need that little extra depth in running back, or I think, it, or you know, I mean, it's dynasty. You know, you can always hold him for the year, see where it is, and then let him, him go. Yep. Yeah, just let him sit. I mean, I mean you're not going to get anything from him or for him. I yeah, so say. just and if you drop him, it's a zero, and if you go on IR, it's the same kind of thing. So just hold him, see what it is, and if not, then just drop him. Can't really hurt you. No, Roger, what do you got? I mean, dynasty, I think you hold them at this point because what are you going to get if you have a six round? If you have a six round rookie draft, which most leagues don't, um, you're going to take a six for him for what? Like um, Deonta Foreman went through this very same thing, and last year Deonta Foreman gave people some really good games, right? Yeah, oh, like yeah. It took him he had an two, incredible. It took him yep. two. Yeah, it took him two and a half years, I think, to fully recover from it. Like he, but he kept staying on teams, and I think I think there's a chance where with Dobbins like. You could sell him now, but for what? A fourth round pick? But if he I makes a roster, if you're, if you're next, lucky, yeah. if you're lucky. But if he makes a roster next year because he is recovered and teams take a shot on him and he's got a situation where he could get playing time, that could jump up to a third or that could jump up to a late second if it's a contender who needs depth pieces, right? Honestly, that 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 could so, happen, right? So like during, you hold the him game, in a dynasty league, yeah. During the game last night. And I posted this on Discord. Um, I, I don't know if I chatted to you guys. So somebody traded J.K. Dobbins or for J.K. Dobbins, and he gave away uh, Shamaja P. Ryan in Denver. Literally happened last night in the middle of the game, Monday Night Football. Mm. I mean, I, I was kind of blown blown away that somebody would even give P, uh, you know Shamaja P. Ryan for him. To be honest with you, I, I was right. kind of floored by yeah. that. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a lot. That's a lot. Uh, but he's twenty four. I, I mean, I'm I giving you real examples but, but, of like live real examples of like somebody who did trade. I mean, that, I'd say Samaj Piran is probably a third round rookie pick for what he could be worth if he's. You I know, think the back, the, yeah, the, the, there's no reason to there's no reason to sell him right now. Well, so actually, I, w- I mean, I would take Samaj Piran right now over J- for J.K. Dobbins. One hundred percent, thousand percent, whatever, because because I might be getting the same usage out of him. You know, the reality, but there's like the there's the chance that he could be. A year from now, late next season, he's suddenly going on this rampage of rushing for 100 yards and scoring three touchdowns. You know, like it could happen. We 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 don't know. I mean, but in a in a dynasty league, I definitely would hold him um, if you have him because it doesn't take up a roster spot now. It's just an IR spot. And if he does sign on another team next year, if the Ravens show him loyalty and say, "Hey, we're gonna keep you on for another year." Uh, 
who knows? Yeah. Um, I personally, I mean, I don't wish ill will to anybody, but I mean, he came back from major knee surgery. It wasn't just his ACL, it was his MCL as well. That's why it took him a little while to recover, and then he's got an Achilles. I don't know if it's on the same foot. I'd have to look at it. Um, honestly, forgot. But, um, but yeah, I, I would be surprised if he comes back and is anything that's relevant. But to your point, it's like, well, it doesn't hurt. You're not, we're not wasting anything by keeping him. So you have at least something right. that you could get out of it if you could keep him versus now if you sell him for nothing, you're basically getting nothing out of it. So, right, um, right. Hold. You might as well hold. Yep. Hold, hold is a call <laughs> for now, at least. Yeah, Unless you get a Simaji Ryan offer or something in like Dynasty. that. Other than that, you can let him go. Oh, yeah. And in, in, yeah. in any redraft, he's gone. Even a keeper, I, I'd drop him right oh, now. Oh, yeah. I, I wouldn't keep him in a keeper. Yeah. Um, so let's talk yeah. about Aaron Rodgers. We're going to do 30 seconds for each person. Is this his career? Is he over? Pat. Oh, and then we'll man. talk after this question. We'll go into the fantasy ripple effects for the Jets, which is supposed to have a good, amazing off, you know, offense. I, I got to be honest with you, man. Um, depends where his mind is at. I mean, you know, you have one hell of a career you had. Um, what, what, you know, like there's like a lot of pros and cons and what, what outweighs more for him, I guess, at his age as he's coming in. You know what I mean? Like, do you want to do it again? Do you want to leave off on this? It's like, it, there's a lot of questions. To be oh, honest yeah. With you. There's uh, also ego there's I mean, rehab there's all that other like how much does he really want to he didn't even know if he's going to retire last year or, or play that's again. what i'm saying so like, like he's all he's been going all, back all over the place right go back into the darkness or what are you gonna do man yeah. like you have to go back through this because you're in some darkness again man i mean you, you, this is it oh I mean, this, this is a mind trip i mean at that age like and knowing that like this is how you could go out like i cannot being a bears fan like initially when i did before i knew it was an, Achille, an achilles and it just he went down i was kind of making jokes about it. but once i found out it was serious i was like the reality kind of sinks in and, and truly do feel like I, I everybody feels bad for him like you hate for this to be the end of his career and to go out like this yeah, After yeah, what, man. whatever he was anticipating it could be this year for him and for also the jets yeah man i, I it was it was honestly it was really sad i mean it, it just was like, yeah uh edlin was at the game my wife was there and she said yeah. the stadium it was like you're really quiet like a balloon just pops and that's it dead like silence it was like but it's like and then as well, soon as they I, saw him get carted off, it was they were like, "That's it." I mean, what, oh, what else are you gonna and say? then the replays, like they kept showing the replays, and I was texting in the Discord. I'm like, I didn't see anything. And then like there was, as you zoomed in, you could see what later on looked like a ripple effect in the back of his calf, which ended up being the Achilles tear, and it kind Achilles of ruptured. I mean, me personally, I think he's he did enough. So if he did walk away, oh, I respect well, it hell yeah, completely. Bro. Hell like, yeah, that's hell it, yeah. Dude. Like. Do you want to do it again? Do you want to put yourself through hell? Or do you want to risk even having to hurt yourself again? Dude, it's like a lot of mental things. So. Yeah, of course. Um, my opinion is, I mean, you know, it's, he's going to have to go through his deep psychologic state again and figure it out. And if not, so yep. be it, bro. But best of luck to him anyway. Yeah, yeah. But definitely best of luck. Yeah, and again, never want to wish ill at will. But one thing that I read today, which I also thought was odd. So that was the same calf muscle that he strained, but he never really, he kept playing through it over the off season. So I wonder if just the amount of tension that he put it through with like not re resting it and relaxing. Again, not a doctor, but I wonder if that might've helped to attribute to, to the injury. So Roger, going to go to you real quick, man. Fantasy ripple effects for the Jets who, you know, everybody's looking at Garrett Wilson. He had a, an amazing preseason, still had an amazing catch in like obviously Wilson, through uh through a decent ball to him zach wilson threw a decent ball to him and got him a touchdown but um overall Brees hall looked amazing so we need to talk about i mean we could talk about him when we talk about surprises uh but overall what do you think how does this ripple effect handle for fantasy specifically in uh the jets nation well two things um i'm glad that aaron Rodgers will now have to put his full faith into western medicine and science um because if he does want to come back he's gonna to have to do that and I think he can come back, and I think he will 100%. come back. I, I personally, yep. I do. Um, the other thing is, um, I think this is a terrible blow for Garrett Wilson. Um, I was looking at the splits last yesterday, today actually. Um, the six games that he played with Zach Wilson last year, I think it was six. Fifty percent of them, so three of them he went um, for over fifteen points, and three of them he went for under seven points. And the problem is, in the games that he got the fifteen plus points. He still only had five or six targets. Maybe there was a seven-target game in one of those three. Um, that's my concern uh, with with Garrett Wilson. Um, are the Jets going to allow Zach Wilson to 
Oh, throw. That off and last, la- yep. last year they didn't. They let Joe Flacco throw 50 times a game those first four games. I don't know if you recall this, but Joe yeah, Flacco oh, yeah. threw the ball a lot. They let Mike White throw a lot. They did not allow Zach Wilson to throw a lot. And that should be the biggest red flag for Garrett Wilson is when it was Zach Wilson, they played very conservatively. When it was Mike White, they were willing to open it up. When it was Joe Flacco, they opened it up. And it and he, wasn't just game script. It this was No, you could play. see it in the game. You could see it in the game last night. As soon as Aaron Rodgers went down, it was slow the ball down, run it, short passes, quick reads, like get the ball out of hand quickly. It was a much different offense than what they would have had if Aaron Rodgers is still there and quarterbacking but, after the But Zach Wilson can't do that, and that's the problem. It's like – my concern is, you know, you drafted him in either the very early second round or you took a stab and took him late in the first round in drafts, right? You did. Like, you may have drafted him over if AJ you Brown. Him. And that wasn't that wasn't a bad idea if Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback. Um, right. I still think he's going to be a top 24. I just, I'm worried that he's going to slide back to the back end of that um, between 20 and well, 24. Well, well, there there was coming in. He there was talks that with Aaron Rodgers as quarterback, he could be he could be wide receiver one. Like there was that conversation at the beginning of the year. Like he could be the well, number one wide receiver in the whole entire fantasy. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And and Pat, Pat, maybe what you're it's like. So when you drafted him, the the floor was top twelve with a likelihood of top ten. The ceiling mm-hmm. was top five to top three to top one. Right. That's right. correct. hundred yeah, percent. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Now the floor is top 24 the ceiling is it's probably top best. 16 the, the the best ceiling is number 12 overall yeah the 14 lightly, i'd the, say 14 to 16 yeah 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 the more attainable ceiling is yeah 14 yeah 14 to 16 something like that like nice high-end number two but even that feels like a stretch after watching zach wilson play yeah pat what do you got man so i was gonna say like now now that you're in the wilson zone again the running game gets more pressure. So you're going to have Brees is going to, you know, Hall's going to have to be running more. Dalvin Cook is going to be running more. I mean, you know, he looked good. He's tired, but, you know, you got to break him in. Now it's unexpected. I think the workload jumps up dramatically for these two. The split carries will be there. Now, also, I was thinking the defense is going to get more pressure now because they're going to be on the field mm-hmm. more, hypothetically. Mm-hmm. So yeah. h- how does that range? Like, you know, yeah, they look good. You have this amazing line, but, you know, pe- that wear and tear on these big guys, no matter who it is. Hundred yeah. percent. Sauce Gardner. They're all gonna get tired. I mean, you're gonna be on the field. Like, like they're gonna be constantly more on the field. Def- definitely more of a defensive percentage will be like I don't know, sixty forty to the offense. Who the hell knows? But it's right. definitely gonna be way more now. So the workload of the defense is going up along with yeah. the running backs. No, I think that's a great call that you don't necessarily think about. Because um, I mean, the Jets. Uh, you know, again, we're not in really a lot of redrafts. All of us, you know, we're mostly in dynasties for for the most part. But in redraft, when you do play uh, defense, the Jets are ranked. As like probably the top, probably the top five or six, you know, as far as like, because I mean, I mean, dude, they've got an amazing. He was top five. I, yeah, I'm oh, in yeah. All the big leagues I'm in for the redraft, Matt, top, top five. five. Yeah, top five, yeah, top six. Like I mean, it depends on like who you're like five, there. five six. You got, you got the Eagles, yep. you got Dallas, you have the Bills, which are so ranked up there. You have Correct. the 49ers were really good. That's uh, your and five. Then probably, you and then probably had Jets. Right there, yeah, and then they had the Jets yeah. right there. Um, you know, Cleveland's looking legit after week one. Unfortunately, your Bengals they they took That's the beating, right. but um, yep. but yeah, I mean, but they were projected to be high too, just because of that offensive front and the on the bank on the Browns. So, um, all right, my, we, yeah, I, I, my, my, yeah. My thing is, my thing is, I think if you're if you're trying to win now, if you're trying to compete, and you have Garrett Wilson, sell sell him now um, before it gets too bad. Before the bottom really drops yeah. out. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because because Zach Wilson is bad. He is he's not a good quarterback. The Jets need to admit this. Stop pretending. I do think they're good. I think you're going to see Zach Wilson start for the next three weeks, four weeks, but they're going to bring someone else in. And that guy is probably going to be the starter in six weeks. So that's my on guess. the radio today. You're looking at, I've heard multiple. Oh, uh, James, Tom Brady, James, of course. No, Jameis Winston, uh, Matt okay. Ryan. Yep. Wentz, that would be great for Wilson. Philip Rivers. I mean, I've heard a lot of like random names and besides Tom Brady. Jameis, I could see. Yeah. Like, Jameis, I think would be good because he you could know. move. I, I, the other ones are so old. Like, Matt Ryan looks When he can stretch he, the field. He can yes. stretch yeah. the field. He's and, got the deep ball. Yeah. And, so he's got the threat yeah. of throwing it deep versus Matt now, Ryan. Now, if Jameis goes in, gone. I think Wilson's ceiling won't be as high as. 
like, I mean, it'll be more attainable to get to a higher number. You know what I mean? Like he, yes. instead he could definitely be in that top 10 range. Cause Jameis is going to sling the ball and get picked all the time. But you know, but you he don't care. I mean, he, if yeah. you're, if like we you did in Tampa, Wilson, you don't give a shit. You're like, you just want the points. Throw him the ball. Damn it. Throw um, it. I'll go get it. Hell yeah. Yeah. All right. I, I don't think Zach Wilson will be the starter at the end of the year. That's my no. point. They have no, people dude, coming I mean, in. They race at it. They, they've destroyed his confidence in like, you know, last year was, and then they're bringing in Aaron Rodgers and, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, if it was something where yeah. Aaron Rodgers could have got through the whole entire or half three quarters of the season, and then they passed it on to him, they probably would have kept him in there. Uh, Zach Wilson and got him a backup. But I mean, the fact that they've got the whole season, they've got this amazing defense. You can't, if you're a coach and if you're an owner and a GM, you cannot waste this year no. to Zach Wilson. Like you've got too many players that are lying on this team, too many fans. Right. The hype was already there. You can't, I don't, they don't like at a certain point when you're a franchise, you don't give a shit about somebody's uh, like how it's going to affect Zach Wilson. Who cares? Yeah. We need to win a Super Bowl. We need to win now. And that's how they look at crazy it. It's a team first, sounds, man. It's, bro, it's honest. It's team first, dude. Mike White would have been perfect again. Do you see how it would have fit? Yeah, he had to get rid of him. They were in such a rush. Yeah, you know, yeah. like, should have paid him a little bit and he wouldn't fit right. Even if Mike White was in this situation right now, we it would have been a better gunslinger. Way he's better a gunslinger, yeah, dude. And he's got an arm. Yeah. Gardner Minshew. Gardner already on the team. <laughs> you and your Gardner Minshew love is never going to die. I'm going to get you a fucking t-shirt that's going to say, I, I would kill to blow Gardner Minshew. Because you would, my friend. You would. All right. Now, we were about like 30 minutes in, 25 minutes in. Man, let's like I said, it's been kind of a crazy week one. We've all been texting back and forth about like just, you know, there's been some amazing um, surprises. There's been a lot of letdowns along the way. So I figured... But today is just to kind of break us in. It's, we're recording this on Tuesday night. Um, so obviously after Monday Night Football, as we've talked about with Aaron Rodgers, um, we're going to be going into the week uh, in the next couple of weeks or a co- couple of days. Um, Want to talk about biggest surprises that we have and biggest letdowns or biggest busts, you could call it. So I'm going to start. I'll start with you, Roger. Why don't you give us your top three biggest surprises of week one? Um. Baker Mayfield looks like a professional quarterback at times. Uh, that was at, at times. I love how you like yeah. put the at times subject line. No, he was gritty. He did what he needed to do to win. The, the, the you know, Evans had a good game. That's what you want to see for Evans. Um, there was talks of that being the worst team to... in the NFL. Right, right. Yeah, and and I think they're going to be a bad team, honest, ultimately. Oh, yeah. But, you know, it was good to see the grit. Um, the Rams defense. Um so here's my biggest, second biggest surprise. I don't know if it's the Rams defense or the Seahawks offense was a Oof. fluke last year um, because the Rams defense, like only Aaron Donald and then, I don't know, Alvin and the Chipmunks, like no one knows who's even on that team. Yeah. And they played really, really well. They did a great job. I think Geno Smith had 112 passing yards. Um, Geno Smith went Walker back to had... looking like old Geno Smith. Like it made last yeah. year look oh, like, yeah. a phenom- like a outlier versus right. being the but... Geno Smith. But but just the Rams, they they, they came yeah, out fighting. Uh, they have yep. a great coach. Matthew Stafford looked fantastic. Um, obviously, the Puka Nakua thing uh, happened. But if you weren't paying attention, then that's a surprise. If you were, it's not. Um, so it, it's it's the Rams are a surprise, and they actually have a shot, an inside shot, to be second in that division and secure a playoff spot. Like that could happen in the NFC. Um, and then, the, well, like the you said, and I, was... I forgot. I apologize, but Matthew Stafford. I mean, without Cooper Cup, it was also like the talk that he was going to be, you know, well there goes Stafford again. He's going to be useless, and he th- he was slinging that ball three hundred thirty four yards. I mean, that's old man Stafford. He's in his wheelchair and everything. He's yep. just like gunning it. No, oh, he he looked phenomenal. Those dro- those balls were perfectly placed. Um, they did, they did a fantastic job. Um, I'll leave one because I think Pat is going to talk about it too. Uh, so I'll leave it. You know. Um, but I, I, I think the other thing was just um, to see the the split between Tyler Algier and and Bijan Robinson to see to see how good that scheme allows running backs to be. Um, Tyler Algier is going to be a problem if you drafted Bijan Robinson in the top five picks. Um, he's gonna cap the split that was ceiling. fifteen carries, uh, rushing carries yep. for Tyler Algier to ten for Bijan Robinson. Yeah. I just think there's a cap that doesn't exist for CMC or yeah. Austin Eckler um, or even Derek Henley or Henry or Nick Chubb, really, even with the lack of passing work. Um, Tyler Azier is legitimately a good running back, and this scheme makes them great. 
Yeah, I mean, we talked about it before we jumped on and, and started hitting record, but even in the passing game, you had Bijan Robinson had six receptions, caught all six of his balls, six for six. Um, and then he mm-hmm. had Algier had three for three of three. So it's like, again, using both backs to your point, it's not like they're bringing in Bijan just to be the, cat, the, the pass catching running back out of the backfield. They're using them both fairly similarly, just kind of like alternating probably how they're going to use them and whoever's got the hot hand. I mean, it's definitely a lot more of a split than I think anybody anticipated, especially how high. Atlanta drafted Bijan Robinson. I think right. everybody assumed that it was going to be his his, and maybe it will be towards the beginning or the the middle towards the end of the season. Um, but as of right now, it is definitely not Bijan's backfield at all, like completely. Well, and what I want the Bijan managers to understand, and I have Bijan in a couple of leagues. Um, Cordell Patterson was out. That's going to factor in at some point. It sounds crazy yeah, to say that. Out. Yep. But yeah. he's going to matter at some point. Yeah. No, I, I agreed, man, with with all your surprises. Uh, there, a couple were on my list, but I'll, but I'll throw in some other ones just so we can keep keep it all three, three and three. So, Pat, what do you got, man? What are your top three? I mean, surprises in a oh, good way. Man. You know, we'll we'll say in like kind of a, a positive. So I, I guess you can say the the positive, and this is the the Browns look better than most would have thought. I guess you could say. The defense looked tremendous. It's, I mean, Burrow got, what, two sacks, <laughs> 82 yeah. yards, no touchdowns. I mean, come on, man. They held them down. But, you know, that that they put a, applied the great pressure like usual. And for some reason, when they play these division games, you know, it's usually held tight. But yeah. they played well. I mean, and, and Watson, you know, he's full, full strength now. So see what he can put together. He looked okay. He didn't look great. He definitely was missing yeah. some open throws, like overshooting people. Um, I mean, you watched the whole entire game because obviously being a Bengals fan. Um, but yeah. I mean, the weather wasn't the best, but there's still no excuses for, for well, it's both it sides, man. So, yeah, it's both sides. Yeah. You know, it's, it's week one, whatever. Um, I'm going to say, man, Michael Parsons is truly unstoppable after watching it. It's just like, there's no one that can guard that man. He could do whatever he wants. He made, he, it was he had like a field day with the Giants. That's how I yeah. I pictured it, and that defense looked absolutely tremendous. Let's let's go to the offensive like fantasy relevant kind of like what, what are you thinking as far as like the, those are both kind of mostly defense. I mean, obviously it affects the offense because yeah. the Bengals got shut down along Borough. But I mean, um, yeah, I mean, and also I mean, T Higgins a donut. I mean, no one was expecting that. I mean, everyone's even Chase nothing, Mixon nothing. It was just low single digits all across the board. So. It was horrible. Uh, the Giants, I mean, look, Danny Dimes, nothing. Barkley was near nothing. I mean, the whole thing, Hyatt, nothing. It was just like these low – the defenses controlled the tempo, and and a lot of people so all, did not expect that this weekend. All bust. Those are all bust, bro. Like, where's the <laughs> – I'm trying to go, like, where's the surprise and positive? positive? Oh, like, dude, come I, on, I, man. Can I tell you who uh, – I, I like uh, – I was – not like it's a major surprise. I was going to say Tua, bro. I mean, this is my, my Thank flip you. of a coin. So – Tua, bro, phenomenal game. Led, led led the league in all the yards and everything, dude. He was spot on. Like he never missed a beat after. I mean, he like, I think he went through some mental training and everything else to go with it coming into this season. Not, he I mean, phenomenal, yeah, dude. Not a surprise to me. I'll say, dude, I have him in a bunch of leagues and even in uh, startups that I did this past off season. I was drafting him quite a bit. So, yeah, so that's a great start. Let's keep going on that end. So yeah, was four, a great, four great sixty-six, start. man. Come on, man. Loved it. And I mean, you know, you know, Hill is going to get his. You know, Waddle have his eventually. So everyone feeds very well on that one. And then um, the other one I was going to say, dude, and, and not only. Oh, also too, Austin Eckler looked absolutely phenomenal. I knew he was going to get his, but he looked great. And I will ask him if he joins if I see him this week how he's feeling because I am in his league. So I will try to get some juice if he says anything in our podcast or his little group thing he does with the league. All right. So those are oh, your surprises. No, well, not even a major surprise dude is a uh, San Fran's amazing offense. Ayuk looked phenomenal. He, so Purdy, Purdy, you'd say Purdy would be Purdy's a surprise. the real, right, the real let's, deal, let's, dude. Let's talk about an individual person. Like, come on, man. Like, well, Ayuk is an individual person, dude. He was the man this week, bro. And he, that's who Purdy threw to over. Yeah. Debo, even, you know, yeah, but there was McCaffrey. talk coming out of he, – he did have a phenomenal game. Um, McCaffrey, I mean, the, 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 I, I wouldn't say he's a surprise. It's McCaffrey. It's CMC. I mean, he's going to do the McCaffrey things. Um, I think Purdy coming off of his his offensive juggernaut that he had. Um, Ayuk, I think, you know, and Purdy, I think that those are two big surprises for sure. Um, 
I mean, the question was going to be is, did they make a mistake by getting rid of, um, you know, what, <laughs> I'm blanking. You completely threw me off by some of those. Um, you know, is Purdy going to be really the guy? And it was, it was going to take San Francisco. But it's like without defense and with, with Purdy kind of kind of doing his thing, it's like, um, yeah, I mean, they, they look legit, dude. San Francisco looks legit offensively. Um, they've got some, and, and, some. And Matt, just to say it too, it's like those Debo owners are not happy because, I mean, <laughs> He, oh no! That, the, I, mean, I mean, it was slaves yeah. completely a one-sided to IU the whole time. Yeah. It wasn't even close. For sure, for sure. Um, so I'll jump in with my surprises, man. You got to hit on a couple, Roger. Um, I didn't have Ayuk on there, but I agree with you, Pat. Um, Jacoby Myers. That was one person who I drafted. I think it was in startups, probably about like four or five dynasty startups this year. Um, and Jacoby was one guy that I sneakily was having kind of pop in there. Cause I just knew like coming out of new England, you know, he, he was a great target for the new England offense. I felt like he would transition really well. Um, wasn't really sure with like Devonte Adams being in there, like how he would kind of pair with Devonte, but I think it actually works out well because everybody's focused on Devonte. So at least him pretty well open. Uh, and he did awesome before he got, as he talked to his injury, he got hit pretty hard. I haven't actually seen them replay, but I've heard kind of the, the responses out of it. It's like, he definitely got his bell rung pretty good and was taken out of the game. Um, but he was doing – looked phenomenal. Had two touchdowns before he got knocked out of the game. Um, so I thought that was the biggest surprise. Zay Flowers, I mean, we've talked about it, you know, and, and I think from a rookie perspective, um, everybody was high on Zay Flowers. I, I don't think anybody's really sure about, like, how that offense was going to look. Um, coming out of, you know, you got Todd Munkin in there. Are they going to be passing? Yeah, the preseason he looked pretty good as far as that offense. But, again, it was very limited – um, so I think Zay Flowers right. was a surprise, but I think oh, he's going to be, yeah. what's that? Oh, no, I'm sorry. I, I was thinking Zay. Okay. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Zay no, Flowers. Zay Flowers. Yeah. Zay Jones. Yeah. No, Zay Jones. I mean, that's another, you can go the Zay, Zay routes. I mean, Zay Jones was another one too, where, um, he was a surprise, like how much of a target he was that offense down in Jacksonville looks pretty insane. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I think Jacksonville in general, like looks like they, they can, they can be a legit offense and be sustainable. Um, now we'll go to the bus sides. So Pat, I'll go to you first. Biggest, <laughs> biggest bus. You've kind of thrown a couple of out there. So we'll not, we'll, let's not t- tap in on those. Um, let's talk about just like biggest bus, like kind of hit on like individual, like we're, we're, we're all in multiple leagues. You know, there's definitely people who are like, I can't wait. This is going to be great. You know, great kickoff to week one. Cause so-and-so has got an amazing matchup. And then you look at your phone and you're like, what the fuck? Like, where are the points? And there's definitely a bunch of those for big-name stars. So why don't you take it first, Pat? Uh, can I say one? I, I I mean, we kind of touched it before we got on. Like, dude, DeAndre Swift, bro, people were bigger yes. than I think yeah. on it. 100%. I mean, dude, I'm like, I was I like. I thought it, yeah. I think it's a great call, one, dude. One carry, three yards? I'm like, that's it? Two I mean, targets, it two like, targets, one reception. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was I, I don't know, man. That really, that threw me for a little bit of a loop to be really, really Really honest, I don't know. I mean, they said Gainwell's hurt, I believe, right? So I don't, I don't know if Gainwell's even playing this week. To be honest, it's so not, it's not called. But Rogers talking about that earlier when he's doing his injuries for sure. Yeah, so that might help out some owners this week to kind of got to really check that out. To be honest with you, and then like I said, man, this is there's multiple of us, and I gotta say, man, I was not impressed with Geno Smith. Is also my other one. I was kind of like. With all these big time weapons and everything else going on, contracts, like, brand new contracts. Like, let's yeah. go! Like, you looked yep. great last year. Are you going to pick up where you left off? And you look like the one that was for the Jets. So I'm like, that's what you got. It was kind of weird, man. So those are like the two I can say and kind of point out off the top. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I agree with both of them. I think that they're also, you know, Geno Smith specifically in that offense. It's like not only does it affect Geno, it also affects the rest of the receivers, obviously, because oh, if he's man. having a good game. Like they, they just, and, and Roger talked about this in the intro kind of coming in is like, they just like, they look like crap, dude. It was like, they did not look, they, they did not look like they're good. I don't know if it's the Rams defense is that good or they're just are that bad. And maybe they just got the Rams figured out a way to expose them. But that was a slacking dude, hundred percent 30 to 13, uh, the Rams. So, um, not as bad as the giants got their ass whooped, but, um, oh my definitely God. surprising. So Roger, man, what do you got? Throw a couple of busts out there, you know, just like, what the hell? Um, I think the big sigh. I always love the big sigh. It's like, ah, oh. I need no, to start. I mean, re- 
Well, it was, I mean, the big bust was the NFL scored 20 touchdowns fewer opening week than it has in the last few years. Um, the NFL yeah, was a that's bust. A good, like that's an amazing stat. I haven't heard of that. Well, um, it started out Thursday and, Night Football. I feel like that was a letdown between, I mean, he had the Chiefs not yeah. to steal your thunder, but he had the Chiefs I mean, offense. Sky Moore. Supposed to be, supposed to be shootout. Blah, 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 blah. And then it was like, this is fucking boring. And I turned it off halfway yeah. through. Yeah, I mean, Sky Moore was a bust. Uh, that There was a lot of hope there that this would be the moment we see that, oh, that was justified. Like everyone who bought into that, myself included, um, but, you know, we're probably not going to be rewarded for it. I wouldn't drop them, but I'm very concerned. Um, Joe so Burrow you're very concerned. Let's pause bust. on that too, because when we talk about bust, I think I think you kind of brought up on a good thing that I didn't do with with Pat, but we can circle back. Is what are the ramifications? Like, is this just like a one game phenom, or do you think that this is actually Sky more specifically, just because you were just talking on? Let's let's focus in on that. Because um, yeah, you do have him in leagues. I've I've drafted him. I even in redraft, man. I, I picked him up in redraft this year because I I thought he's a number one like in that offense, like. There's a lot of hype, you know, that he was actually that he was going to be the focal point of that offense, and nope, did not look no. that way at all. So Pat, what do yeah. you think? Or Roger, Roger, go ahead first. I mean, there, there, it's, it's a it's a mixed bag because they're confusing numbers, right? There's numbers where he's the snap leader, um, he's out there for most of the routes, but for some reason he's not getting targeted. And I don't know if that's an indictment on his route running or if that's just I I don't know play calling um but it certainly was not a great this was the moment no travis kelsey there's no tyree kill who's going to step up no one no one did um no one did um no. so that's that's frustrating um but i think sky Moore was absolutely a bust because it was a lot of hope there was a lot of promise he moved above every other receiver on that roster at the end toward um the last few drafts of the season and the fact that he just completely was non-existent in the passing game um, is alarming. Uh, yeah. I think he's a bust this week. Yep. Um, he I might agree. be a bust, period. We'll see. Uh, a- I got one that I actually bet on for an anytime touchdown scoring, and I had started him in another league, was uh, Jamal Williams. I thought he was going to have a way better game than dude, what he did. Yeah, he literally had nobody like, in the backfield to, to take eight, touches away from him at dude, all. Dude, 18 carries, 45 yards, and I'm like, this is this is it, I, I said? I, I had him in a, in a bunch of leagues. What? And, uh, dude, that, that was like – That was pathetic. That was, I, I, was I kept looking like, at Hayden Refresh and thinking that like, for some reason my thing wasn't updating. <laughs> that wasn't the I'm case. Like, something, yeah. something is not he right sucked. here, I said. What the I'm fuck? I'm like, all right. In the same game, like, to be honest with you, bro, Derek Henry, bro. That's not who we're used to seeing. So I was like, yeah, but these Der- two. This isn't the I'm first like- year though that Derrick Henley's slow out the gates. Like he, he's last year had the same thing where I think the first two weeks where people were complaining about his usage, and then by week four he was being Derrick Henry's running people over. I mean, he traditionally, but towards the end of the year is when he starts doing the two hundred yard games, the two hundred twenty five yard gains. Those aren't the beginning of the year. Like you know, they're usually. Slow at the gates, but although I will say, if uh, that offense looks that bad and you have Tannehill that looking like dog shit, then like oh that's gonna God. affect the running game because then you get more people in the box, so it's gonna affect a lot. So um, it'll be surprising to see with like Malik Willis back there, um, what they're gonna do if they're gonna how long they stick with Tannehill if he looks like this in the next couple of weeks. Then they've also got Will Levis, so you've got two rookie, well, second year and a rookie. Um, in the backfield. So it makes you wonder how long they're going to stick with Tannehill. 16 to 34, 198 yards, three interceptions, QBR rating of 10.3. Dude. Pathetic. Yeah. But I was going to say I could probably do better than that, but I probably couldn't. I probably would have got killed after the first couple of hits that I took. Um, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> um, I, I got a good one. Can I throw this out there that yeah. I expected way more? And we talked about, we actually spoke about it, and we were talking about it in uh, Howell's draft. Kenny Pickett, like I expected. I threw, see, I, I wrote that down a minute ago. I literally I just wrote that down. I was like, we were talking about this, like, well, dude, because the preseason he looked good. Well, he looked good in the preseason. That offense looked yeah. good. It was jiving. He was hitting the passes. Like everything out of camp was like, wow, like he's doing good. Like he looks like he looks like he might be legit, and he fell on his face. Um, dude, yeah, that, that was a, that was a big step. That was actually one of mine. I just wrote that down. So you and I are aligned on that one, man. Um, I'm gonna throw in Cam Akers. Yeah. Like, yeah, I thought sure. Cam Akers, I drafted him in redrafts. You know, the way he looked towards the end of last year 
it took him a minute. And yes, I know how they are on that offense or the coaching staff is there. They go with him. They take it away. It's not Cam Akers. They're going to trade you. We're going to do this. Like the, the, it's kind of like this bouncing ball within the offense. But the way he finished that year last year and even coming into the preseason, I was like, there's nobody really behind him. Um, you know, it could easily be his, his backfield. So I, I kind of put my money down on him a little bit here and there. And then, and then this is just, you know, for fantasy and, and drafting people, but man, it was like, he barely touched the field, dude. I mean, it was, it definitely like shocked me. I was not expecting, um, Kyron Williams. Um, I think that's how you pronounce his first name. Um, I was not expecting him to kind of be the lead in the backfield. Um, but yeah, so he had, uh, I mean, granted he wasn't the lead as far as he's the lead as far as yards. So carries wise, Cam Akers had 22 carries and 29 yards. I mean, 22 carries yeah. and 29 yards, dude. I mean, 1.3 average this. And then he had, and then you go to Williams, same backfield, same offensive line, 15 carries, 52 yards, which is a 3.5 average per carry. It's not going to be He might, have, he might, have, he might have just lost that backfield. Yeah, no, I'm I, sure I, it could be. I'm going to push back on you. Cam Akers yeah. isn't the bust. It's the manager who was too lazy to pay attention to, you know, good content in the offseason who drafted Cam Akers as if he was going to be a thing for the third year <laughs> in a row. Like, oh, why stop. do we keep doing this? Cam Akers is not the guy. We we have to stop doing this. We get so excited. Oh, he's got Dude, the backfield. No, he doesn't. Look, no, he doesn't. Look, he clearly look, does look, not. Well, he no, he... he he surprising the this biggest surprise for me on this and the bust on this is how bad he was when he actually they gave him a lot of carries. He had the, he had more carries than Kevin Kevin Williams um, or Kyron Williams, sorry. Um, but he just didn't do shit with it. And now with that, like they're definitely not going to be in the backfield. I mean, yeah, it, it, that, that, I mean that, you that can't was, trust that. <laughs> One point oh, three. No, he, he's Come done, on, dude. dude. He, he's he's <laughs> gone. Yeah, but if the Rams keep staying competitive. Leonard Fournette or Kareem Hunt are going to be on that team. That, Kareem Hunt's Kareem going Hunt, to the 100%. Ravens. I think that'd be, I do think that'd be amazing. Kareem Hunt on going that team. Ravens, bro. That's my prediction. He'll fit Kareem. in perfectly. Yeah, I think, I think so, that could yeah. be amazing. Can right, I give you for one yeah, for you? Let's, let's talk about I'm another done. bus or two, and then we can kind of talk about what we're most excited for next week or this coming up week, week two, and then we'll we'll sign out. So what do you got? What do you got, Pat? Uh, I wasn't playing the game game. earlier. Now now he wants to play the game. He likes the bus train. He's all the bus train. (laughs) Next time it'll be Roger. You're going to be all the positive, and we're going to throw Pat to all the negative. Yeah, because these people have packed in my fantasy heavily. Uh, Dude, the whole Bears team is a fucking bust. The Bears fucking offense sucks balls, dude. I mean, every single one from your damn quarterback that I thought was having this phenomenal year, you know, Mooney, Khalil. Oh, is it? I wasn't worried about Mooney. Bad. DJ Moore. Mooney actually had a decent game. Is DJ Moore had yeah. two targets? DJ Moore had yeah, two targets for twenty five yards. Yeah, his touchdown. Though. That's the only thing that helped him out was Mooney. Mooney. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, dude, Fields with a QBR of twenty one point six. Dude, it was just like made he made Love look like he, they never missed anything. In that the was the other thing that I was going to say was a surprise at one point, but um, we passed it by. Is that? I mean, granted, if you look at the box score, like he, he looks decent, but like watching the game, Love wasn't phenomenal. He just had a couple of plays where he dumped it off, and uh, Aaron Jones ran for sixty yards after the pass right. or after the, the catch. So it's like, you know, there's a lot of hidden stats in there that you know, if you looked at the if you're box score hunting, you would think that like you know, Jordan Love and the Green Bay Packer fan nation here like thinks that you know Jordan Love is like the next coming, but it's like he did not look that phenomenal. He just had a couple of. He had some plays. He had playmakers. Let's just put it that way, right? The Bears did not have any fucking playmakers. They had a horrible skewer set up. Um, and they better do something different, or in my opinion, the whole entire coaching set should be fired before midway through the season. Like, I wouldn't even give them that in the season. If they looked, if they looked that bad throughout the whole entire year after what they just built and did and had the opportunity to do, like, fire them all, dude. Get rid of them. The worst thing you can do for a young quarterback who needs to be developked is have a defensive minded hundred percent. Why do you think we wanted Dave? We were talking about disjo- that during the we were talking yeah, about that. Yeah. Come on, this man. is disjointed and, and I'll say something real fast, just on something I've never said out loud before, but something I, I, I realized and um Ash uh you know, Ash as a as someone put this in my head and I started paying attention to it. Anthony Richardson is exactly what we wish Justin Fields would be. Someone who's cool and calm in the pocket. Oh, patient. That's, that's been all the talk. Ter- makes, it's, that's it's the past wild, two days. Actually. It's been all the talk of like him dropping back, quick passes, getting the ball out. 
yep. ball out. It's not like just, him sitting there overanalyzing, overanalyzing, missing. I, I mean, I've seen many, many yeah. feeds where they're showing Fields had people open. He just didn't trust himself or trust the read that he was seeing to throw it. He wouldn't release the ball. In order to yeah. win in the NFL, you have to release the ball. You cannot hold the ball, and you cannot second guess, and it has to be timing. It's all about timing. Get it out of your fucking hand. Get it out of your fucking hand. Anthony Richardson did an amazing job of that. Like He made the decision, threw it. He's, he very, yeah, it, he's very poised. He's very poised in the pocket, and I, I think that's something rare for the quote-unquote mobile quarterback. Yeah, and a rookie, rookie and yeah. quote-unquote mobile, mobile or not. quarterback. Yeah. It doesn't look like he's looking for the run. He's looking for the reads, and then he runs, and that, that's that's such a big difference. 100%, which makes me fearful of Fields because in watching that whole entire game, Fields are the exact opposite. He would look at one read, get all antsy, start moving, and then look for another read, and then he'd try to take off, and then he'd get sacked. It was like he con- it was not you need as a quarterback. You need two things: you need confidence, and you need poise. And if yeah. you don't have either, like it's you know, it's like somebody if you're if you're flustered and you know somebody's throwing questions at you and you're flustered, your mind's not right. Like you can't think of what those answers are, even if they're easy answers. It takes you too long to to, to respond. Same thing in quarterbacks. You know, it's probably amplified in, a, in an NFL quarterback. So, yeah, we'll see, man. Hopefully that offense is just a fluke, but uh, I don't have trust in it. So, biggest thing you're looking forward to, biggest game you're looking forward to this coming up week. And we'll get more to the games. So, going forward, just kind of let everybody know, we're looking at doing a Tuesday podcast that will drop on Wednesday morning. Uh, we're going to do a Thursday podcast that will probably drop on Friday talking about uh, the upcoming games, and we'll, we'll, then we're talking about doing a Saturday podcast as well. So we'll see how that schedule goes. We'll probably mix it up a little bit content-wise between each one, but we're looking at doing three a week uh, and dropping them. Everything will be dropped the next day, except for the Saturday we drop the same day right before the games kick off. Um, yeah, so what do you guys got, man? What are the biggest thing you're looking forward to this week? Biggest game, biggest matchup, however you want to look at it. I'm going to go with you, Pat, first. Throw you a curveball first. We didn't talk All about right, this. All right, so – the one I'm excited for to see, I mean, it, you know, it sucks. It would have been better, but uh, I want to see Casey in Jacksonville, man, an AFC battle, dude. Like, this is like Trevor Lawrence, man. Like, this, he did good yes, last year. You know, he took out the Chargers first round. Like, I'm excited, man, and I want to see what he could do, bro. He could punch Mahomes in the face and they keep going the Jags, dude. Super momentum changer, bro. They're going to be like a force to be reckoned with bro well and from a fantasy standpoint there's so much oh yeah, my god bro a lot so of juice i mean that. yeah i don't know if like you said kelsey you know with the whole knee you know with his whole situation i don't know and then i'm gonna slide one quick one in to say it the battle of the defense i want to see the cowboys and the jets i want to see on this end realistically how dak can handle a real defense and actually have to throw the ball because he's gonna have to throw the ball this week this isn't the giants bro you're gonna have to actually throw the ball they're well, going to come and, for you. I mean, the Giants got on, or the, sorry, the Cowboys got on the Giants so quickly. We're like, he didn't yeah. have to do anything in that game. It was like a beating within the first like five minutes of that game. It was like, uh oh, that game's over. So now you got like the battle of the defense. So let's see what can happen. I'm not worried about the offense on that, but uh, the offense on the Jets, I'm saying. But the Cowboys, because yeah. everyone wants to see Dak, Dak, Dak. Well, now let's see what you can do against a real defense. And you have to throw. That's a good point. Roger, man, what do you got? Yeah, I'm excited about Thursday. I, I, I want to see how Minnesota responds. You know, they won a bunch of games last – 11 of them, I think. Um, One-score games last year. Uh, they lost the first one this year, a one-score game. What I'm excited – I want to see, like, are they good or are they not? Because is Kirk Cousins going to be there next year? What does that mean for Justin Jefferson value? Like, there's a lot riding on this season for the Vikings, and there's a lot in dynasty leagues. Justin Jefferson is the number one receiver right now in all startups but Jamar Chase is right on his heels and this lead this year is going to be the reason that Jamar Chase takes him over if the Vikings fail because they probably won't keep Cousins and what does that mean for Jefferson going forward so I'm yeah, I'm really interested point. in how Jefferson's career gets to look because I think Cousins is a good quarterback but the Vikings have reservations they haven't extended him um starting over could be a problem for Jefferson for the next yeah. 3 or 4 years yeah, <clears throat> I don't disagree. I mean, I think, you know, it's easy, you know, to, to just assume that, you know, Jefferson's going to be Jefferson. But if his quarterback changes and they bring in either a, a veteran who can't get in the ball as easily or they bring in a rookie or whatever that looks like in the future, that could easily affect his right. stock. And Jamar Chase, you know, he's going to be at Burrow now. Burrow just got his massive contract over the offseason. Um, 
So they're going to be together for a while. I mean, obviously Chase hasn't got his contract yet, but you know that's coming. They're not going to let yep. Chase go. So that's definitely going to be locked in. They're going to be uh, tied to the hip for the next like five years at least, if not their whole entire career. So yeah, that, that'll be interesting to see. Um, I'm looking for, you know, primetime games. You know, the, the one thing that, you know, looking at week one, I was super excited. And I'm sure everybody was about like the matchups, man. It looked like week one was going to have some incredible matchups. Start with Thursday night football. You had the Kansas City Chiefs with the Detroit Lions. Then you had Sunday night football. You had the the Cowboys and the, and the um, <clears throat> excuse me and the Giants. Thank you. Started there for a second. And then you had going into Monday night football. You had the Jets. You know, and you have what that looks like with Aaron Rodgers behind the helm. And then you had you know obviously the Bills. All that seemed to fall on its face for different reasons. I mean, obviously the game yesterday picked up quite a bit as far as like how it ended. Um, but I'm looking for primetime games. You starts you kind of hit on it. You know, it starts with the Roger. You got the Vikings and the Eagles Thursday night primetime. You know, hopefully, or that'll actually be a good game again. You know, because we're missing all these like primetime actions are usually you know dog crap teams, um, and they're usually letdowns. You know, and then you and then it goes into um, NBC for Sunday night football. You got the Dolphins and the Patriots. You know, I I want I can't wait to see Tua live again and, and see like hopefully. You know, he stays healthy the last time that he was on some primetime games. That's when his injuries or his concussions, I should say, happened. Um, most notably, the one where he froze up, you know. And then Monday Night Football, man, you got two primetime matchups. They're division round games or divisional games. You know, not the, not the best teams, not the best matchups. You got the Saints and the Panthers. Then you got the Browns and the Steelers, you know. But there's a lot of implications as far as fantasy. You got the Steelers. Is Kenny Pickett going to step up against a really good Browns defense? Um, yeah, boy. You know, you can have Lamar ja- uh, Lamar Jackson. He's or sorry, um, you're gonna have um, Browns offense. Watson. What that looks like, Watson. Thank yeah. you. And then you're gonna have New Orleans. You're gonna have Derek Carr. You know, in prime time against the rookie. You know, for uh, for the Panthers. So there's a lot kind of riding on those games. A lot of offensive weapons. I could, you know, the, overall it's not gonna be powerhouse teams, um, but there's a lot of fantasy implications in all those in both of those games. So Monday Night Football will be fun. Uh, with two on the slate, which is, you know, usually unusual this time of year. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to the primetime games, man, see how that looks. And uh, last thing, just because I'm a Bears fan, I'm looking forward to seeing if the Bears can turn around and, and actually have some type of offensive production. Um, yeah, I mean, you're playing Tampa, bro. It's a little, little bit of redemption. You should be able to handle Should be able to handle it on paper. <laughs> I mean, if the defense looked like trash, too, for the Bears. So if you got Baker Mayfield running – the ran, running ramp over the Bears defense. Oh boy. Uh oh. Listen, my and I'm gonna be honest with you, being with the Bengals going against Lamar, dude, it's gonna be I'm I, I gotta be honest with you, bro. It's gonna be one hell of a start. Oh These yeah, dude. Divisional and, games and back divisional, back. There's a lot of divisional games. I mean there's a lot of games God, that like man. have implications. So this weekend should be fun, man. Hopefully, you know, we're now in this off season where there's not a lot of starters who start during preseason. Um, so you're seeing rust in games one and games two. So hopefully game Always. one, people knocked off all these rust. One of the things that I was going to say about the biggest surprises or biggest bust was like all the top quarterbacks and how they kind of just fell on their faces. So hopefully they get their, their momentum back and it becomes another fantasy, um, expo where they're just like blowing the score out of the water, uh, or yeah, blowing the score <laughs> out of the water. Um, and, and dude, the top AFC quarterbacks all took a shit. Allen. Burrow, Dude, there's a lot Mahomes. of them. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, you know, the top guys. The top five. Like, yeah. Top five. Yeah, like, all oh, took a shit. It's like, boom, done, you know? Yeah, so lots to look forward to. We went a little bit longer than the last, like, kind of, like, exit. So uh, if you guys want to say anything final before we sign off, uh, otherwise, you know, we oh, oh, the books. I'll come in for you, McNutted, bro. That pick is going to be worth shit by the end of the year. Mark my words, man. <laughs> don't think I don't pay attention, bro. Goddamn right. I take that shit personal. You tell him, man, McNutted. You hear that, McNutted? He's coming for that God pick. He wants to make right. that pick dog shit. He wants to make it pick 12 for you. Yeah, 12 or 11. Enjoy that, bro. Go get a nice tight end. <laughs> Love it. All right, Roger. Why don't you say something like something intelligent to end us out on? Roger, got nothing to say. I got nothing after that. <laughs> Not, nothing after challenging McNutted. Nick Nutter, dude, who won the championship. I'm in oh. awe. Yeah, I'm, in, I'm in awe. Take him now, man. Let's go Elite Fantasy Nation. Meanwhile, me and Roger are the last two, or last place. Uh, we're in 11th and 12th currently after week one. We look like dog shit, but we'll take it. Take him down. Nick Nutter, you're going oh, down, no, no, bro. No. This is this it, is strategic tanking. It is strategic, but it's also best ball, so it's hard to tank. With that note. We have a lot of firsts. 
with that note, you do have a lot of first and I'm chasing you in seconds. I'm getting pissed about that because in most every league when I'm about to get a first, you're leapfrogging me with even worse dog shit teams. So you're taking the Caleb. <laughs> you can take the Caleb Williams. I'll take the Drake May. We're going to hash it out. We'll all Perfect. be fine. Perfect. And until yeah. next time, we're going to sign off, man. We'll see you guys Thursday. We'll record it and drop it on Friday. And until next time, peace. We're out. Bye, everybody. Later.